This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the Ghost of Harrenhal, a Bannerman Has No Name, Lord Thanos of House Titan, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Lord Hunter the Foulmouth, and Sir Dustin of House Walls. Hello and welcome to Bend of the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Welcome to Follow Up Friday. Uh, we answer your questions about Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 1, as, m- as well as make a few uh, bold predictions for Episode 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the ep- and I think we have one or two that's going to discuss kind of like the overarching theme a little bit. But uh, yeah, follow up Friday. Glad to have it back so we can uh, yeah get going here with the season. It's a lot of fun. We've received uh, a uh, we've we've got a, a coop full of, of ravens. <laughs> I, uh, d- d- just tell them what's happening. I mean, it, it <laughs> I the inbox is completely full. I that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Google almost shut it down. There was there was too much you know yeah. traffic in there. So. I don't know I don't know what ravens eat, but we're out. So, yeah, we're out. Yeah. yeah, we are definitely out. So, uh, really, really thankful for the response that we that we got. We have yeah, a lot absolutely. of folks, you know, new listeners. We've got listeners who've been listening for a long time and have sent in ravens excited about the show. So, um, yeah, we're ready to get after it. Uh, answer your questions and then you know make some bold predictions too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Strezer and I have watched the episode two preview. We're going to talk about that in a second. But first, I want to announce something. Uh, trivia. I mean, follow up Friday's back. I mean, are, are we going right. to bring back trivia? Exactly. Sir, yeah. Sir exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, we're going to do a trivia giveaway. All you have to do is be in our Facebook group. Uh, leave a comment, obviously, with the correct answer. And we will announce the winner next week. And we're going to do a Funko Pop uh, giveaway. So the trivia question will be, what color are Tormund Giants Bane's eyes? That's tough. That's tough, friends. It's, yeah. it's, t- it's tough, man. I, I, I don't mean, know. You're going to have to actually he, watch has, the episode. Has he, has he ever said it? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so, so uh, uh, make sure you get in the group I'll, and answer that question for sure. Yeah, it'll be posted at the top. Um, okay, Sir Ezra, so... Season uh, episode one uh, was amazing, but now it's time to look ahead to episode two. Woo. We want yeah. you and I both watched the the teaser. Um, there's obviously uh, the the full video is about a minute long, but you know it's really only about thirty to forty seconds. Um, starts off Jamie Lannister is being kind of um, questioned by Daenerys. You know what would we what would we do to the to the you know the man who murdered my who murdered my father. Right. Then we get a little more Sansa and Daenerys kind of back and forth. Like you should have never trusted, uh, you know, Cersei. Cersei, Right. Um, we get some of that. We get John, we see kind of John and Daenerys down in the crypts. We see, uh, then we start to see a little bit of like battle going on. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, it's getting real dark and we see like Tyrion up on, on the walls. So, uh, yeah. What what are you what are your thoughts about um the the teaser and and what do you think is gonna happen? 
Well, I mean, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting, you know, that that was one of the things I, I kind of forgot when we had been talking before the season started. We were talking about the awkward conversations that were going to happen, the the awkward mm-hmm. meetups, you know, between uh, Tyrion and Jamie, you know, killing <laughs> Uh, right. Tyrion killing their father, you know, and now I, I kind of forgot about, you know, Jamie uh, right. killing the Mad King. I, I, I really think with with that situation, you're going to have um, some unlikely alliances. You know, I think you're going to have we, I, I believe, you know, Brienne will step forward and kind of, you know, vouch for for Jamie. And, and he might just, you know, maybe it's his time to, to tell everyone that uh, the Mad King was mad and wanted to blow up all of King's Landing. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe like, maybe this is where Bran comes out and says, hey, you know, it, this is what happened. And we see it. Maybe, it would be awesome to see that scene if we get a Bran flashback. Yeah, that would, yeah, I think that would be neat. And and I do. I do. What when is Bran going to start doing those types of types of things? You know, mm-hmm. like like telling us um, what's going down. I mean, we've seen a few things in regards to John's parentage. And we have a lot of folks in Ravens today who. Uh, have asked about that or who uh, have have theories or thoughts on how he's going to deliver some of his information or why he's mm-hmm. pushing certain things and not other things, you know? So, right. yeah, I don't know. It was do interesting. You, do, didn't give do us you much. Believe, but, do you yeah. believe that the friend he was referring to is Jamie? Uh, I don't know. I actually think maybe like like if he means friend in a different way, as in like friend of the realm or, or, or friend right. to them as an ally. That right. that would work. Something um, something I, I, something that some uh, someone had commented on and in our group, and I apologize because we had so many. I, m- I remember seeing it, but they pointed out that uh, it's funny that he is the three eyed raven, and he refers to him as a friend, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Which is kind of like the blood raven, you know, uh, cold hands kind of connection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, yep. the that yeah, and so it, I think it probably is. It is uh, Jamie. Somebody had also sent us a comment about it possibly being um, Mira Reed, like Mira Reed coming back, oh, okay. uh, possibly yeah. with Howland Reed, and then that's how we get that. That's how we get that. We would get the Howland Reed um, in the connection. Show. Yeah, I, yeah, I would love to see that because that's how you and I have both said we think it's going to go in the books. I'm not. I I, I don't know if, if the show did that. That's gonna. Yeah, I know that would be. You'd have a, to. You'd have to really kind of spend a lot of time on on mm-hmm. explaining really who this guy is and, and how he's important and, and a lot of stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, someone real quick, uh, we've got, you know, Sir Dave from Cincinnati who said that, uh, that he you know, he believes that Ghost or Nymeria may be the uh, old friend that Bran is waiting for. I thought that was kind of interesting, you know. Uh, to That'd see. be cool. And we're going to yeah. talk a little bit about Ghost, a ghost here. We received a lot of a lot of ravens about where is Ghost. That's one of the things we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I to me, I think it's Jamie. But if it, it does end up being, say, possibly Melisandre or um, somebody else, because I I just don't he doesn't really have a connection with Melisandre. Um, so to me, I think it's Jamie. I, I could see the possibility of of Mira Reed, and that would be a cool way to bring her back. So that way, she wasn't just kind of written off. If that sure. is the route yeah. they go to, they would they would go. I mean, we've already had a lot of shockers this season so far with only one episode. So you never know. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think he said it at the beginning of the episode, and then Jamie shows up. I mean, um, he could still be sitting there. Who knows? You know, but uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it was just ironic that he called him a friend, and I think friend just has a different meaning, maybe to brand. You know, right? Um, so, what do you think is going to happen with uh, Jamie? Being uh, kind well, of on, yeah, on trial because yeah, because clearly, real quick, clearly, we've seen in the trailers he's at least engaging in the battle. 
of Winterfell. Right. Fowl. And that's what I was going to say is that, you know, we know that he's he's fighting later on. So, I mean, um, I, th- that's why I believe people will come to his aid. She respects Tyrion. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Brienne has probably impressed her as well, you know, uh, in, at her time at Winterfell. I don't know. that We haven't seen a lot of interaction. This would just be someone honorable stepping forward to kind of vouch for him. Uh, and then if Bran does as well, we haven't seen Bran really interact with with Daenerys either. Right. You know, so. Right. Um, yeah. What I see, I see, I'm kind of with you. I think obviously Tyrion will step forward and Daenerys may shut him down because it's her brother. And then possibly Brienne stepping forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, I do believe Bran might might say something. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know who else could could um, ah that that would be that would be standing. I mean, Varys. Varys would be the other person who can maybe confirm, you know, that mm-hmm. the Mad King was as mad as as Jamie is saying, and that and he did the realm of service. You know, because Varys is someone right. who's always saying that he's a uh, looking for friends of the realm. You know, or he's, he's trying to work for the betterment of the realm. So. Right. I, and I wonder I wonder if that's how the show starts or if possibly um, John has a conversation with her first or if she feels like maybe Daenerys is still going to be quick to act, but she will kind of think about what happened with Sam and, okay, and yeah, Sam's, yeah. Sam's, Sam's parents. And maybe that causes her to kind of, um, you know, think about something. Yeah. Maybe she says off with his head and then she she reconsiders. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe something along those lines. So, uh, yeah. So, um, other than that, we see, we see like, it seemed like the battles ap- approaching quickly. Obviously, we see Tormund, we see John and mm-hmm. Danny down in the crypts. So, I'm assuming we're going to have a little more kind of talk about John's parentage and then, and then, and then the battles getting ready to start. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, like I was thinking, the, yeah, the battle will start right. You're thinking at the end, right? It's not going to actually take place. Were no. they were there catapults though? Were there things that were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looked like yeah. some fighting was going yeah, on. Yeah, maybe they were. Maybe they were. Maybe they were testing them or or something. But yeah, I imagine this episode ends with like you know we saw that that shot uh, in the in the trailers of like uh, of a horse like a dead horse like putting its foot down. Sure. I think that's. I think I think that's the the final shot of episode episode two. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, someone, I, w- this will come up in, in, in the Ravens here, but someone mentioned that uh, the first fighting may happen uh, <laughs> not in the way that we think. It may actually be fighting within uh, Winterfell mm-hmm. itself. So I thought that was pretty cool. That could happen this episode. So, yeah. I mean, you know, what would be, you know, what I think would be the most crazy thing would be if nobody died this episode. Oh, my gosh, dude. Because if the battle doesn't start, then get ready because episode three, <laughs> they're oh. all gone. Yeah, yeah, just dying left and right. Oh man, that maybe it's like crazy. a tease. It's like, oh man, we're we're still holding out on some of these characters. And then episode three, it's like, oh no, it's time. Yeah, I I think that there could be a really unexpected, you know, death here in in episode two. I I feel like there has to be at least one. I I just has don't I don't know who that would be to make a bold prediction. I, I we see all like most of our characters yeah. fighting in, the, in 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 the war. So mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. hate to say torment. I mean, maybe. Game, but- yeah, well, well, Tormund at least we see Tormund talking to Jon Snow. So I don't think, you know, you have Tormund and Beric and Darian, and I'm I'm guessing they at least make it past the Night King down to 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 uh, Winterfell because we see Beric in yeah the trailer know, we see, in the trailer yeah so yeah I know <laughs> I don't know we'll see I mean the, the, I think they've really done a good job of uh, keeping some of that from us I I can't put my finger on on someone who is going to die in episode two so it's just 
We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of revelations, though. I think that's going to be the thing. It's the awkward meetings, as we said in the past, you know, just getting through some of these characters who haven't seen each other ever and never met or interacted and, uh, you know, those who have interacted before but have betrayed each other and now they're coming back to face one another. So mm-hmm. I think I think Ed is dying, Do, you know, dollar dollar is Ed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could think, see that. I, I think I think I think I think he's he's the, he's, the, he's the first death. And then that'll signify a couple things. One, okay, we've just lost a significant character. He's not I mean, he's always been kind of a secondary character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it would also sig- it would also kind of signify all right, the Night's Watch no longer exists. Well, that's what I was gonna say. He is the he is the uh, commander. Well, I guess right? Sam is still yes, yeah. I mean, he's kind of the de facto Lord Commander. He, we don't ever see him get chosen. But um, I went back and watched as I'm getting um, as I was doing my rewatch to get ready. Um, when Jon Snow like walks out, like the people, you know, the rest of the Night's Watch kind of walk up to him, and he's and then they're like, you know, what should we do? And he's like, well, I'm not your Lord Commander. And then he's like, All right, right. go do this. And that's kind of how the episode kind of yeah ends right with. With John and I, leaving, yeah. Well, I mean, I tell you what, you know, Ed is, uh, he, well, he's he's not the uh, the watcher on the wall anymore, you know. Um, no, he, he's not on the wall watching. So I don't know. It would be it'd be cool if he had like an epic moment, though, you know, for the mm-hmm. Night's Watch kind of thing, like a last charge or something. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like they're gonna have to ride down past, you know, the I don't know if they're gonna go around, but I mean, obviously we see Tormund show up, so I'm I'm yeah. gonna obviously Tormund, and we see. Well, we saw in the trailers Barrack, so we know at least those two get past the Night King to at least warn them. Yeah. But I think it could it could be a scenario where they're getting attacked and, and you know, the Night's Watch stay the last like, you know, it looks like there's maybe five of them stay and, and hold it off so that they can go um yeah. at least warn Winterfell. Well and that that goes with their vows, you know, the horn that wakes the sleepers. Absolutely. You know. Mm-hmm. Um so if they could go sound the alarm, you know, um, right. that's kinda like them fulfilling their, their vow, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, so. Okay. Yeah, well, that's kind. Of, that's kind of what I how I think the episode's gonna kind of go. I think that'll be kind of. The, I think there will be some sort of middle conflict, and then they end up getting there at the end. Well, towards the end, and then they're getting weaponry and stuff prepared for battle, and then it just ends with it gets really dark, and yeah, here comes the Night King. I I would say one more bold prediction I have is that we're gonna see a major riff uh, continue to grow just between Sansa and uh, and and Danny. I, I honestly think right. there's gonna be some major showdown at the end of this season. Between those two, they, I, you know, both of them, I don't know, like there's moments where you think they're going to heal that rift or that, you know, Danny might do something to heal it. And then you see in the in the teaser trailer, she, the way she's talking to her and the way Sansa, you know, replies, that's just going to grow and grow and grow, in my opinion. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I, and also John as well. There's that Sansa John kind of, mm-hmm. of uh, riff as well. Yeah. And even possibly Arya, right? Like even Arya has kind of had a little tiff with with john at the, at the beginning i mean just just that one little brief thing where she's like no i'm like sansa and i are on the same page now right yeah crazy yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically what she said yeah so. yeah 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 for sure she's she's like she's like the smartest woman i know so okay okay all right so we move on over into some ravens uh yeah and i thought what we do is we have a couple folks here who have just made a uh their own predictions things that they think are going to happen you know going forward so we would list some of those and again we have so many ravens that we just could not get all of them here we would do musings on patreon with some of those ravens we would do a bonus episode maybe on youtube uh and things right. like that but there's just so many that we weren't able to there's get them all so in. Many. it's yeah. awesome it's a great problem oh it's, yeah oh yeah it's fantastic please so, keep sending them yeah and some of these we've um 
we've seen themes, so we've kind of uh, you know grouped a couple people. I have I have one, and I've grouped a handful of people that I saw messaged it. So you're still gonna get like a shout out. Um, I'm just gonna kind of paraphrase some of these some of these as well. So yeah. So this is a big. Um, this is Sir Dave uh, from Cincinnati here, just kind of talking about. Uh, the idea, one of his bold predictions is that John will prove his Targaryen heritage and worthiness to Danny and her followers by withstanding dragon breath. And I, I wow. yeah, I was like, wow. I mean, that's something that, you know, Danny does, um, you know, just that's how she wins over, you know, uh, the Dothraki, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense, you know, she's. She rises from those ashes, and, and she's got three dragons on her, you know? I mean, she's naked as her name day, and she's, you know... Um, right. I don't know. I mean, I, that could be... What if, And what if... Um, and we don't know, you know, we see Viserion, the, the Night King's now, now the Night King's dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I don't believe... Clearly he uses... It's like a blue fire, right? Which I don't know if they're really trying to say it's in the show. Like, as you know, we know, you know, there's different degrees of temperature sure. and things like that or if they just wanted it to be blue because it looked cool um and then there is green wildfire um yeah. so it, it, and we don't know if it is i mean obviously i'm assuming it, it it doesn't really look like it melts the wall it just kind of you know looks like it kind of destroys the wall yeah yeah um so you know i guess is there some ice element to it? And that's maybe, you know, why John would be able to say survive that type of dragon fire. Oh, I see. Happen. Yeah, I see. Wow. He could, he, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. He's, he's, he's able to withstand, um, you know, fire from both, you know, types of dragons. Yeah. 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 That'd be interesting. I mean, we haven't seen anything like that. I'm just trying to think outside the box. Oh, know, I know. Pos- yeah. Yeah. Pos- and that's what we do is yeah. someone sends us something like this. I mean, I, th- I thought that was kind of a bold, you know, Radical Absolutely. prediction. I think it's I think it's pretty neat. Um, so yeah. Now another prediction made by Sir Dave is just that Tyrion's big achievement in the season will be to negotiate the final deal, uh, which will be to uh, betroth Cersei's baby to John and Danny's baby. So there's a I whole. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Right, right. There's this whole uh, you know piece with with the babies who, you know that that next generation and what's going to happen you know after. Uh, the battle of Winterfell and so on. So there's that, right. that whole other whole other piece. Either the throne is still there, or or it's gone, and, and everyone's in exile over to Essos. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, who knows? So yeah, but yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, another bold prediction here from uh, Lady Ashley. Uh, she just says that you know we were talking about people that we didn't see in season uh, eight, episode one, and she said um, she wanted to mention Dario. Yeah. So I thought uh, we, was, you, yeah, yeah, you and I, you and I have talked about that a little bit. It, 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 whether or not Daria would be a character that we would see again, mm-hmm. the only way I could see him is if perhaps he joined up with the Golden Company. Yeah, right, right. You know, you know, something like, something like that could be could be kind of cool. Like we see him on the battlefield, or you know, Daenerys sees him and then he dies. And right, but other than that, I don't really, I don't, I don't. It'd be hard, I think, to to bring him back. Or it could still be something maybe she thinks about or something as kind of like something she gave up to come get this this throne. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I was it was hard for me to imagine where Dario would come would come into play, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Right. So Okay, you have a few here, I think. Uh we're gonna move on just to regular Ravens and questions and follow up. Yeah, absolutely. Um I wanna give uh so this I received a handful of of, of comments about basically where is Ghost? We didn't see him. We had um, uh, 
Lady uh, Liz of House Lindstrom, um, McGill, Mantalone, uh, Jared, Thomas Black, and, and a handful of, of other people. Um, basically all saying kind of the same thing. Where is Ghost? We didn't see him at all in episode one. I don't remember seeing him in any of the trailers. Do you think we will see Ghost? And possibly, I'm going to throw in as well, Sir Ezra, do you think we will see Nymeria um, episode two? Or do you think further down the line? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're both going to show up during the Battle of, of Winterfell. And right. I, I feel like that's where we're going to see them, maybe with another pack of wolves. Uh, you know, if in the books or, you know, we, we, we see giant, like, gosh, we see spiders, we see polar bears, we hear, well, I'm sorry, yeah, we hear of giant giant spiders right. and stuff. So would we see something like that, some other creatures that come with the Night King that maybe the dire wolves are able to kind of help, um, you know, f- fend off or save a few mm-hmm. characters? That would be cool to for, to see them come out of nowhere and, and, and do that. But, yeah, I don't I don't really know why we haven't seen them, to be honest. Yeah. I, I probably because the CG is expensive. Yeah, yeah perhaps. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest, they, yeah. they have to tie that. I mean, Ghost is the one, though. I mean, like Nymeria, I get has been just out in the wild doing, you know, her own thing. But uh, Ghost, you just feel like he he should be more in tune with 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 John and just should be there. I don't know, like uh, whether he's just walking around or. I don't know, but Ghost also oftentimes has has left and gone out on his own and come back at times when when um, John needs him. So I feel like that might be something we see just in the Battle of Winterfell. But yeah, I can't even honestly remember wh- when was the last time we did see Ghost. Do you do you remember that in your re- re- rewatch? He's really absent. Um, he's he's really kind of absent. We know I know he's in. He's obviously in season uh, five. Um, mm-hmm. season six and season seven, they, he's not really shown a lot. And I, I actually don't think he's shown at all in season seven. Okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, I just read something here. I don't, um, I don't think he is. I don't think he is shown as in, in season seven at all. Cause John isn't, well, he's no, he's not. Cause John isn't even in Winterfell for almost all of season seven. He's down with Daenerys on, on uh, Dragonstone. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, one of the visual effects supervisors, uh, Joe Bauer, said that, you know, he said that we will see him again, definitely. And he'll, he's going to make a. Uh, this is just sorry. This is something I just probably pulled up here. It's from. No, know, I remember we read something. We read something about that. Um, yeah, that he is going to come early, back. Earlier. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's he's set to make a, a pretty big uh, comeback in the final six episodes. So that's what I mean. That does kind of confirm, I guess, that we, we would see him during the Battle of Winterfell, come at a time when when he's most needed. You know, right? So, right. So, so yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I I I'm with you. I think Ghost will show up um, during the Battle of Winterfell. I also think Nymeria and a pack of wolves will show up during the Battle of Winterfell, and I think they will both have tragic ends. <laughs> oh. Man, yep, probably, probably. I don't know. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on. Yeah, that, that, I I'm glad that people pointed that out because Ghost is definitely mm-hmm. really important and is is someone we want to see come back. So, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so next you have who, who do you have here? Uh, I have Lord uh, William Fryer. Okay. Uh, from I don't even know how to pronounce that. Adelaide, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of a, a really long one here. I started my first day, my first desk job earlier this year in March, and was suggested 
uh, by friends to listen to podcasts. I searched Game of Thrones, and since Finding Bend the Knee, I have been addicted. Sorry it's taken so long to participate, but you will have to forgive me for this is my first time following a group slash podcast of this type. My favorite part of the show is follow-up Fridays. Some of the Ravens coming up, uh, coming in are so detailed, bringing up theories I would have never considered on my own. My favorites are any that take into consideration Rhaegar Targaryen, Ned Stark, or Sir Arthur Dane, Sword of the Morning. <laughs> They're all great men shrouded in mystery. I am show heavy, but have still not read the books. I first started watching Game of Thrones when it was first released. My best friend who was reading the book suggested we follow it together. Since the first episode, I have eagerly been awaiting the next, uh, making a tradition of meeting each time, creating a huge feast of food and drink for the occasion. I've recently done a rewatch in anticipation for the new season. It's crazy how much more you notice the uh, in the little hints you find for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. My thought on Danny and John in the final season are that one of two things will happen. Danny and John get married, making the children, you know, like Targaryen children. Um, So Danny is pregnant with triplets. It's kind of the three heads of the dragon thing. So one of these two things will happen. White Walkers are defeated, but uh, right at the end, Danny falls into labor, uh, similar to Summerhall, and dies in childbirth, leaving John on the throne with the future of the Targaryen family. Or. John dies in the battle, killing or helping defeat the Night King, leaving Danny on the throne, surviving her birth of triplets. I don't see any situation where they both survive. The one who lives looking after the future of the Targaryen and the tar- and the throne. This would definitely be a bittersweet, uh, bittersweet ending. You have the power and you have the power of the throne and the children, but you you know, are alone, losing your love. Yeah, I don't think anyone but these two will be on the throne, and I don't think it will split into seven kingdoms. Uh, some people have said that, right? They just go back to the Seven Kingdoms, so he doesn't sure. have anything on that. Um, he also gave us a little bit on his, uh, you know, his his house history, Lord Lord Friar here. So he's a yeah. small house with the fierce friendship and loyalty to the Danes, reading into our ancestral home of Friar, located between Starfall and Blackmont. We have regularly been marrying off our sons and daughters with the Danes for generations to keep our connection strong. I believe the time is right when the realm is distracted by the coming undead army to the north to create a name for myself and bring back glory to Dorne. My house will finally press the advantage and defeat our weakened arch rivals, the Tarleys. Whoa. Wow. Who have uh, lost their leader and future in Randall and Dickon. And yeah. uh, Hornhill will be taken for Dorne and Friar name will finally be known to the realm i just want to say thank you guys for all the hard work i cannot wait to see the result of all the theories when the final season is released in the words of house fryer hard will be the battle we fight but deep are our hearts so thank you very much for that uh raven there lord fryer um i think i think you know i think a lot of people are are in that camp that and i think you and i both said that we don't think john you, you, we don't think John and Danny will both survive. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, I, yeah, I, I. That's the bittersweet to it, right? Is that we, we're they're two really beloved characters, right. and um, one of them has to go. You know, and that's it not has to. I mean, it would be. It's it's like we're almost like um, lulled into thinking that we can't have that type of ending, uh, and maybe we will. And and the and the and the bitter part will be that some of our other favorite characters like Arya. You know, and Sansa and whoever don't make it, uh, but I feel like the main two being John and, and Danny, like we, we just we're not lucky enough to keep them all uh, to the right. end. We, we're lucky enough to see them, you know, uh, get married and maybe have kids, um, as as Lord Fryer says. But but yeah, that's that that is the bittersweetness to it. So I don't think we're going to see both of them, you know, live until the end. And I think actually the the second 
uh, where he where John dies. You know, again though, that's the thing is like John's already died, as you've said before. You know, and and so he he would he would die again. Maybe maybe the the have to die a true death with the Night King or take the Night King's position, as as some have said. Uh, and that would leave Danny on the throne with with uh, with her babes. And the triplets bit is interesting. You know, I, I I I didn't see that coming. You know, we, uh, people have talked about her being pregnant, but um, wow, yeah, three heads right. of the dragon. I mean, sure, yeah, three heads of the dragon. Yeah, and then what would that what would that what would that be like? You know what I mean? Like what would what would her three children do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Great, great Raven. Um. Moving on here, okay, yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of what I have. I think we, you, I've, I've lumped another one into one of yours. So uh, yeah. we'll just add that when we when we get down there. Sure. So now we've got a few things uh, switching gears here. Just we're going to focus in on the Night King for a couple here. Um, we have uh, Lady Christina uh, has has sent us something. So she says, uh, "Hi guys. So I'm not the most knowledgeable Game of Thrones person, uh, but I kind of have this theory that the Night King is Azor High and that he needs to get." the Lightbringer, to burn himself to save Westeros. Uh, I see it, I see that, I see him saving Westeros two ways, because the darkness could either be the White Walkers, but could also be the darkness um, that fighting for the throne has brought to Westeros. Well, that's interesting. So, like, the idea is Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, because of all the chaos um, in in the Game of Thrones, you know, there's a darkness just in that, in, in, in vying for the throne, so... Uh, she goes on to say, so the Night King, by coming and conquering with his army, is uniting Westeros, getting rid of the darkness brought on by the fight for the throne, and by then killing himself, um, wow, obliterating the White Walkers. If there is that high, and I, I see what she's saying, like if there is that hive mind, you know, um, connection or Mentality, that, that yeah. thrall, you know, connection, then maybe, right. yeah, ki- you know, killing himself would put an end to that, which... That's interesting that he's coming back again. And, and some people have said, I mean, I think um, we've had Lord Adam Parker and others who have said that uh, the Night King perhaps once was Azor High or the last hero. Right. You know, right. And, and and so it would be coming back again to save uh, the kingdom. So <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. So, so so anyways, and she also goes on to say that there, there could be obvious, you know, holes with the theory. And um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, I, here's the thing. I mean, people send us stuff, um, Lady Christina, all the time. That is just, it just it's just your thoughts, as you say. People are watching the show and they're interested in it. They want to make a, a prediction and a thought. And you're always welcome here on 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 bend the knee. We will we'll read anything. Uh, I like what she's saying. I actually think there's a lot. She's actually not the it. first person that has suggested something of that nature to us. Sure, we had we had a raven a while ago. Didn't somebody say that the Night King was actually like a good guy? Yeah, oh yeah, we've we've had people. I mean, when you're looking for a twist, I mean that's that's the big one, right. you know, is that, is that the night is that the bad guy ends up actually, you know, um, coming with a different point of view, perspective, mm-hmm. and and is actually trying his or her best to uh, save the day. So yeah, you know. absolutely. So yeah. yeah, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. So so thanks again, uh, Lady Christina. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, uh, moving on here, uh, L- Lady Page, uh, we have something here. Uh, and then I and I have another one. This is the one I had. Uh, and then we oh. have Lady Page Gower and uh, Lady Magdalene Geiger. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. You know, we'll we read these both because they're both very, very similar. Very similar. Okay. So, yeah. So we'll start with Lady Page. Um, she says, okay, so the symbol the Night King uses looks a lot like the Targaryen house symbol. Uh, also, only the Targaryens can ride dragons. The only people we have seen ride a dragon in the show is Danny, uh, John, 
and the Night King. Some say that it is only because the Night King uh, changed the dragon, but what if he? What if it's because he is a Targaryen? Wow! And it, mm-hmm. it, you know, you go back to some of our readings um, when you know Nettles and and, and other uh, Hugh the Hammer and and some of those folks back in Fire and Blood and and A World of Ice and Fire, right? You know, were called upon uh, to become dragon riders because they had Targaryen blood. You know, and they had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they were ba- they were uh, bastard born and and so yeah that's interesting to to mm-hmm. think about you know that yeah. he's able to ride right. a dragon yeah absolutely I- I'm gonna read I'm gonna read um, Madeline's here we can talk about them both sure uh, hey y'all I saw this on Twitter in regards to the White Walker symbol I don't believe this myself but it's a possible theory the spiral kind of uh, you know that the that the White Walkers are constantly making. The spiral kind of resembles the Targaryen symbol, and it's possible the Night King is a Targaryen, and that's how he can ride a dragon. See, a lot of people have this thought. Now, I know the lore all says it's likely the Night King is a Stark, but I don't know which to believe, But who, uh, which is why I don't believe it, but who knows. We uh, Especially a lot of people have started pointing that out a lot more with mm-hmm. the last episode because we saw that symbol on fire and it looks, you know, it's like, Oh, now we're seeing it in a different light. No pun intended. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, uh, but, um, you know, so it does. Oh, I, you know, people started making that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, I saw several, you know, different, uh, images of that burning with, with the side by side of the, you know, uh, three heads, of the dragon Targaryen, you know, sigil mm-hmm. and, I get it. I d- it does look um, similar, doesn't it? You know, and then when you when you add in what um, you know, Paige said there as well about the idea that you know the Night King is able to ride a dragon. You know, so there's a lot of hints there um, leading us to believe that. The, the crazy thing, and again, you get show and book being different, it's it's hard to kind of think of you know a Targaryen being the Night King just based upon what we know mm-hmm. in the books, but. And that's why I think it's so cool when you have people who come in who are, you know, show heavy who come up with that idea. I never would have thought that. I never would have come to that right. conclusion because of what I know about the Long Night and and you know the the others and and what have you. So, uh, and, and and the time at which they came and where the Targaryens were still in Valeria. So, you know, it's yeah. And the show cool. hasn't really ever the show's never really discussed any of that. No, so the not show at all. could could go in a different route. Although I, I find it hard to believe considering that they um, are going to be creating a prequel that's all about the long night, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Also, they do reference, well, they don't reference it directly in the show. They do on like the C- on the DVD extras, the, you know, the, the, the season extras, the do DVDs and Blu-rays right. where they have the care. We, you know, we, we've discussed some of these and if you haven't seen them, please go watch them on YouTube because they're really good. They're like little mini history or lore lessons um, writ and they're told through like the voices of the characters. So like Jamie Lannister, uh, uh, the actor who plays Jamie Lannister, uh, you know, does one um, about like the Kingsguard and stuff like that. And so they reference kind of history aspects, you know, more drawn from the books that they mm-hmm. kind of don't really talk about a lot. So um, they're really cool. And they, I do believe there is one about the Long Night in there. So. Um, yeah, that's yeah. you know super cool. And you and I have talked about this as well, Sir Ezra. There's really two things that the sh- there's really two questions that the show has. The show is going to answer a lot of like what happens, you know, what questions. The show is still yet to answer two why questions. Why did Rhaegar <laughs> go after Lyanna, and uh-huh. why is the Night King 
uh-huh. marching. Even if it's, I mean, even if it's just, we just know he's this big bad villain, but we really don't have any other reason behind his motivation other than that he is just the dark, the darkness. Right. So I, I, I hope we get at least something explaining, you know, a little I, bit more as to why he is, he, he, he is marching. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, even if they don't tell us directly that, but they do something and, and we figure out who his target is. And then from that, we say, well, they're, why is his target Bran or John or whoever? Right. And, and, and if he identifies that person as who he's after, then we start to say, OK, you, you didn't give us everything, but you definitely pointed us in, in, in some direction. And you, your audience will then sort of um, be probably super hyped to go into this prequel, you know, um, uh, show, mm-hmm. you know, so. I don't know, because because yeah, you, we need to know a little bit about our villain. We need to know what his what his motivations are uh, to a certain extent, uh, and sometimes we can get those just through his actions and and what he is, mm-hmm. what he's doing right now. He's just you know he's he's raising an army. That's all we really know, you know. So uh, when he makes his attack or the way in which he attacks, I mean, we we actually we do know a lot from him. Just him trying to capture a dragon. He seems to be a showboat. Right. We've got a, a great raven about him being a showboat and kind of um, w- what he's doing there toying with people in a sense so yeah, yeah there's 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 a lot but yeah okay so i don't know i mean that's that's all interesting i think we, we've got to get those like so, some of those answers and and i think we will i'm just really fascinated to see how it happens it's probably not going to be in conversation so we are going to have to infer a lot we're gonna have to figure out right like where the connection is or, or have brand as an interpreter for us or something um right i don't know i often think of it's like if the Night King doesn't speak, I don't know if he'll use words or symbols or gestures or, or what's going to happen. But it's it's sort of like you know when Chewbacca speaks, we need we need Han to kind of interpret it. So someone's going to have to like yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's going to be one of those yeah one of those things. So so um, okay, cool. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Um, yeah, um, this is from Sir Michael. Yeah, Sir Michael. Yeah, so just a quick one here from him. Uh, he says, uh, "Hey guys, love the podcast. First time emailer, long time listener. I got a thought." Uh, he says, why is Bran so eager to tell John he's the true king? The army of the dead is so close to Winterfell, it seems like it's something that can wait, unless Bran is the Night King, and he wants um, he wants to you know cause a rift in their relationship. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's really good. That's really good. Um, Raven, um, it reminds me of season one right or or book one where they go mm-hmm. john and sam go north above mm-hmm. you know north of the wall to take their vows right yeah. and it's almost like they find they find the, the hand and then they bring the body back like the what you know the white back and then you know it comes back to life attacks jora uh jor mormont um it's just almost like was that you know like a trojan horse sure yeah. Type of a thing, right? So is that is that the same thing? We do know that the Night King, you know, touch Bran, kind of branded yeah. him. Is it possible? You know, you have something going on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I am because because I think the question is is like you know if if Bran is maybe it's now that Bran has become the three eyed Raven or the three eyed Crow. You know that that he is um, has this connection and and like he didn't know beforehand that he was the Night King. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. It's when you. It's it's hard for me to to put these two together. So the idea that Bran right. is the Night King, you know that um, I, I I I don't know how how that works. I I, I think 
it is maybe a bad choice to kind of push. Like the other the other way you could look at it is that Brand is trying to um, give John the backing to unite everyone fully. Maybe he still sees that there's some you know an, some some animosity between the different groups and and he, they need to unite, and so uh, he's the more um, eligible uh, candidate for the Seven Kingdoms to unite behind, but his queen is also Daenerys Targaryen. I mean, that would be, you know, really cool. But but to cause a rift in their relationship, that's interesting. You know, I, yeah. I don't I don't unless he really does know something about this Night King that we don't know about that that Brendan Rivers also didn't know about. Because Brendan Rivers seemed to be his 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 counterpart and seemed to be countering him, mm-hmm. you know, quite a bit up in the cave. So Yeah, I think it's the other way around. I think okay. it's I think it's more he's going to be the one to defeat the Night King and and Bran Bran knows it. Or Bran or Bran believes it because if you look at what um the Three-Eyed Raven, you know, in in the show. I I don't think in the show I don't think we he's actually he's never actually believed it's never said he's you know he's Blood Raven cuz Blood Raven's never been mentioned. But mm-hmm. um we're, we, we, he's blood raven you know like that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah in the book in the books i think it's the same thing is that he he shows him like specific visions right. you know to kind of be like okay we're going to kind of tell you that this story i mean they're all they a lot of them have to do with you know john he shows him the tower tower of joy you know you're not you know you know you're not we're not but we're not ready to go up and see what happens yet he then he shows him um like liana right in as a as a kid so he's kind of putting these pieces together for him Right. So I think I think it's to show, hey, John is, you know, is is the king and he's going to be the one to defeat. He's going to be the one to defeat the Night King. Yeah, I think so. To Sir Michael's question, though, is like, you know, does does Bran have to or, you know. It did. Is it that does John need that information to defeat the Night King? Is that what you're saying? Is that I think like, he does. I think he does. OK, I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. So so in your mind, he's not trying to cause a rift in the relationship. He's just trying to. um you know, prepare him for that that battle, right? Well, I mean, think about this. We know Melisandre's coming back, right? Uh-huh. So we the we we know Melisandre has used King's blood in the past to defeat em- enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this. Uh, so now we know. Oh, John is a king. So I think I think that there's possibly something to do with that. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I, I see a lot of people talking about this whole Bran is the Night King and this this twist, you know. So it's like, I, help me understand that a little bit. I mean, like, is it like, how would that work? You know, like, would he, because if Melisandre is coming back, maybe, you know, we, we've seen her read things the wrong way in her flames over and over and over right. again. But maybe she is, she comes through in the end and actually it is R'hllor or it is her powers that help, you know, guide Jon Snow and his brother, uh, air quote, cousin, is not necessarily on on his side i mean to sir michael's point i mean a lot of people have have made the case that bran is the night king or that the night king's after bran because you know bran created the night king in some regard i mean mm-hmm. you know it's, it's yeah, very, very true I, I thought it i thought it was plausible but i mean now that we're already you know roughly like 20 percent through season season one um or season season eight excuse me i i just i find i find it harder to believe Okay. The the brand the brand is the is the Night King theory. I mean, a lot of it has to do with, you know, is brand are all the brands the same person? Is you know is brand mm-hmm. brand the builder because he went back in time? 
Um, and that Bran may have to become a new Night King because he's the three-eyed raven and he has that kind of power. Um, so I think that there's there's a there's a lot a lot to do with that. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Um, all right. So we have a a pretty uh, long Raven here from Lord Adam Parker per usual. <laughs> uh, would you mm. like me to go ahead and and, and read some of uh, that? Yeah. Go right ahead. Okay. So this is going back just to the the symbol that we see. You know, um, and we've we've seen in the books. You know, the White Walkers, the others are very artistic. You know, uh, old Nan tells us that. You know, they're 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 artists in a sense. The way they 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 leave body parts around. And we saw in the Night King's uh, creation, you know, as you zoom out, you, you see that symbol. And then we saw the symbol again here with the Umber, um, you know, child. So uh, Lord Adam has a couple um, thoughts on that. He, was, he titles this, The Night is Dark and Full of Circles. <laughs> so uh, let's see, a White Walker crop circle raven. So here we go. This can, this can who knows what, <laughs> who knows what this is going to entail. Uh, he says, uh, from the sun, moon, and planets to the eyes that give us sight, the circle is everywhere in the natural world, but it's also stamped everywhere in the human-made world. From wheels, domes, uh, to logos, to infographics, it's a form that is utterly um, pervasive. The first circular inscriptions have been dated to about four. Um, I'm sorry, forty thousand years ago, when ancient humans carved circle marks. Uh, called petroglyphs into rocks, uh, cave etchings or drawings like on Dragonstone. It's not clear what they were trying to achieve with them, but some of the oldest ones are, um, you know, uh, circles, spires, uh, and possibly like the wheel, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. You see that in different areas of the globe, in different areas of time, uh, you can see there's some sort of fascination with circles, right? Uh, 10,000 years ago, the circle infiltrated every area of human knowledge from architecture to urban uh, planning, linguistics, objects. Today, it remains a dominant form in the world of information and design, but that still doesn't explain its, um, uh, its, its omnipresence. Its omnipresence. Uh, there is only so much wisdom obtained from the earth. And don't forget, you know, uh, from the earth wisdom right. with, with Lord Adam Parker. Uh, so... Uh, so for that, we must look into scientific theories about humans' um, obsession with uh, circles. He says, we know this, that humans are more attracted to curved shapes than angular shapes. Well, preach it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, the curves, my friends, don't forget them. Uh, something backed by several recent studies, which makes sense from the evolutionary perspective. Uh, data designer uh, Manuel uh, Lima describes in the Book of Circles Quote, it goes back to primitive roots in nature where most shapes are um, uh, uh, curved in nature, he says. Uh, Quote, they're softer, they provide some safety as opposed to angular shapes, uh, the teeth of animals, the hard shape of a rock. Those are, you know, uh, those those signify danger. Uh, Another theory is that humans associate uh, geographic shapes with emotions and that circles correspond with happiness. The psychologist uh, John um, uh, Basili uh, conducted an experiment in 1978 in which he painted the faces of particular uh, of participants uh, uh, black and then added luminescent dots. When the participants were asked to perform expressions of happiness, the dots would form, uh, you know, in uh, cir- circular um, shape, upward, open uh, shapes, while expressions of anger created downward angular forms with the angry face shape. Uh, activating the oh the the 
uh, at, what is that word? The, the abna, abna dala, you know, the thing. I, I don't in, know. Yeah. In your brain. It's a thing in your brain. Uh, um, sense of yeah. fear. <laughs> sense of fear. Uh, the circle, in the context of his research, is an abstract symbol for happiness, while the pointed triangular represents anger. All right, so a third theory has to do with the curved shape of the human eye, which slightly distorts the world uh, at the edge of vision, similar to the distortion um, in a crystal ball or in fisheye lenses, though not quite so uh, exaggerated. Circular shapes tend to uh, complement this physical construction of the eye. Circles fit so well into the visual apparatus. Flowers are universal symbols of beauty. Every culture around the planet and throughout history has regarded them as objects of wonder. One aspect of their beauty is that they exhibit a special kind of symmetry. Flowers grow organically from a center that expands outward in the shape of a spiral and creates what we call rotational symmetry. You can spin a flower around and around and it looks basically the same, but not all spirals are created equal. It depends on the rotation in creating the spiral. For instance, we build a spiral uh, at an angle of 90 degrees. I'm sorry, if we build a spiral at an angle of 90 degrees, we'd get a boring cross. Uh, does not resemble a circle at all, but rotate it at 45 degrees and we'd get the symbol left by the White Walkers at uh, the last earth. So the White Walkers have used spirals before. The Night King has a fondness for leaving behind his victims in spooky patterns. In the very first scene of uh, Season 1, Episode 1, a man of the Night's Watch finds corpses in the woods lying in an eerie formation. It wasn't spiral, but creepy nonetheless. In Season 3, Episode 3, Jon Snow and a group of wildlings, including Mance Raider, Tormund, and Egret, find dead horses beyond the wall in the shape of the spiral. The children of the forest have used it too. It turns out the White Walkers aren't the only ones associated with the spiral motif. While traveling back in time in Season 6, Episode 5, Bran discovers the same pattern in the stones surrounding the Weirwood tree where the children of the forest first created the Night King. The sequence shows Leaf stabbing the heart of a man with a shard of dragon glass, causing his eyes to turn blue, showing his transformation into a White Walker. In Season 7, we learn that the children of the forest often use the circular symbol in carvings as well, thanks to several ancient cave drawings uh, John and Daenerys find in Dragonstone. Spirals and swirls appear around the cave, and one even appears next to a drawing of um, early humans. The White Walkers actually copied the children of the forest. In the behind-the-scenes interview from this Season 7 episode, Game of Thrones show, uh, showrunner uh, David Benioff confirmed that the White Walkers copied the symbols from their creators. Wow. Okay. So, quote, one of the things we learned from these cave paintings is that the White Walkers didn't come up with those images. They uh, derived them from their creators, the children of the forest. These are patterns that have mystical significance for the children of the forest. We're not sure exactly what they signify, but spiral patterns are important in a lot of different cultures in our world. And it makes sense that they would be in this world as well. Okay. To summarize, we... Uh, to summarize, what we saw at, uh, at, at there at the last, at the last hearth uh, with the Umbers is not a threat to Daenerys because it looks like the Targaryen sigil. The Night King doesn't know what the Targaryen three-headed dragon looks like. The White Walkers uh, got their love of um, uh, 
logarithmic spirals from the Children of the Forest, and we know that the Children of the Forest are an inspiration from uh, old Celtic religion. The Celts of old drew their religion from nature, uh, as we learned um, about spirals, that their spirals are found all over in nature, from flowers to hurricanes to seashells, broccoli, and even our galaxy. Uh, therefore, the Children of the Forest worship trees, rocks, water, everything in nature, and were inspired to recreate the very essence that makes up nature. The White Walkers are just following what they know, and they know the elements. Wowzers. So, Lord Adam Parker, I mean, that's a lot to say that, <laughs> that, that uh, you know, simply the inspiration is just that they're, um, you know, kind of mimicking the, the children of the forest. You know, I mean, they're... Right. Um, right. That's them marking their territory, right? I mean, I guess that's that's the, that's a sign that they've been there, you know, that that's their mm-hmm. handiwork, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if there's any, you know, he kind of mentioned that there might be some some magical um, aspect to that or, or, you know, it's part of a ritual. Um, you look at what Melisandre did. She has a lot of rituals and things and, um, and the words that she uses and the way that she burns people, you know, you see her on the on Dragonstone there doing that, um, bringing folks to R'hllor several seasons ago. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. And it, it does further, you know, more kind of um, confirm uh, or make us really wonder, like, how much can you trust the children of the forest? Is it just a mistake right. that they made, you right. know, in, in, in creating the Night King? Um, and then they've tried to undo that how, you know, like. <laughs> right. Um, right. Well, you know, I mean, it's also uh, like if you look at the scene where the children create the night king right there's all those like stones in the ground right in that kind of in that kind of pattern that kind of and then they there's that tree um you know yeah. i mean you think about it like we you know obviously in like christianity we don't just we you know it's like you were it's worshiped in a church right sure so, like even though you have this you have this kind of pillar and a lot of churches have you know like a big cross right in them so, you know, it's like and then you kind of build it out from from that, which is that symbol. So for the children, it's possible that a weirwood tree is like the middle and then they kind of build out. Right. And they just happen to build it in that in that shape. So I think that maybe that could be maybe that could be something because it, it's it's clearly a tree. It's a weirwood tree that they that they use to create the Night King. and that, But where he's created they have that kind of that stone pattern that goes out of it and so maybe then that becomes their symbol and then like a lord adam parker is saying then they that symbol is drawn in uh, in like caves and stuff like that too yeah yeah interesting that's the way at least, at least it's the way i kind of think about it right right yeah i don't i don't know if there's going to be any more significance to it other than you know what what he puts out there is just that it's it's an identifying mark and 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 that's all there is to it although you know i mean I, I think I one think of his in, one of his in points the, in was, the books in the books we will I think we'll get we'll get more I don't think the show is going to spend very much time talking about the I mean I don't know I I feel like they should right I mean they at this point especially they, they've referenced it so many times like always the artist we're, we're going to need to right. know kind of what those symbols are I hope I hope they give us a little bit about it uh yeah I mean yeah I I hope they do too I mean I think one of his major points was that it's not yeah, going back, someone earlier just said that maybe you know he's using that artistry to to identify with the Targaryen family, and then Lord Adam Parker is saying you know the opposite of that. It's not a Targaryen threat. He's not you know pointing out that I'm coming after a Targaryen. Um, 
I could go either way on it, quite frankly. I mean, I, I, don't, right. I don't exactly know. You know, I think Well, I that's... think there's there's clearly some sort of significance, and I think the show is going to have to explain it because they've referenced it enough times to make it significant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so that, that was cool. I mean, that's, that's interesting. That's what Lord Adam Parker does. He takes us back to the Earth, and he takes us back to what we know now and really what influences, you know, Gurren. Why does he incorporate some of the symbolism the motifs that he you know that we see in a game of thrones why does he where does he draw his inspiration from you know and so i think that's that's sort of the intent of that raven and i always love that i always love you know to kind of bring it back to um, right to that to the influence so right all right let's move on here i mean we've got uh the doom of westeros i think is next mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah hi i have been this is from um lady tiffany chambers yeah Hi, I have been listening to your podcast for a while now, and it is the best I have heard. Anywho, the- I have two. Th- I have two theories. Yeah, what if um, <clears throat> one? What if the doom of Valyria foreshadowed the doom of Westeros? But instead of fire, this time it is ice. Valyria was a great civilization, and Westeros currently is. Valyria's doom happened by fire, and it consumed everything by uh, the black that ate the sky. Flames shot so high and so hot that the even dragons burned. What if that's the same fate for Westeros, but in ice? The Night King is the doom of Westeros. This is, of course, implying that no one makes it out alive or that someone is writing about the events after the fact, sort of like the theory of Sam writing the Game of Thrones. My second theory is that what if John and Danny end up turning on each other and fighting? Game of Thrones is known to be full of twist, but it would be something that no one, or literally no one saw coming. Or maybe they did this depending on how it uh how the next few episodes go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Just some thoughts to think about. Thanks for making such a great uh, and pro- thought and thought provoking po- podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Lady Tiffany. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. And I do. It, that's an interesting, you know, um, gosh, I mean, like parallel or, or, or whatever, some some symmetry uh, in and of itself. The idea that, you know, you have the doom of Valyria uh, <laughs> coming from right. fire, you know, from fire. And then, uh, Westeros being doomed, you know, by ice, and you know maybe you do see a migration of maybe that's the sad, the the, the bittersweet is that you know we win, but um, you know, it, you know the Targaryens could they can't really return uh, to Valeria. We see in Fire and Blood when they do, they come back with you know smoking fire, fire burning you know worms inside of them and stuff. You right? Know? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know when Valerian you know takes uh, takes that girl over to. Uh, Valeria. So, I mean, maybe it is an uninhabitable place. You know, it's like that could be something that happens and they have to migrate to Essos again, which would be ironic, right? You know, and yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that is what the children want. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what what they're going for. And that's the big yeah, leave, leave, big, leave Westeros and go back where you came from. Right. It's it's been, you know, thousands of years in the making. But, you know, they finally they finally did it. You know, they they, they broke the land and they were able to 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 get them out of there. So. And all the children um, are gone to not see it. So right, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and we, and we don't know. I mean, maybe they, you know, they're all hiding down in those caves, deep down in the. You know, who knows? But yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I think that was. It's kind of neat just to see the flip side of that. Um, I could see. I could see a lot of really important places. You know, keeps. I mean, even Winterfell. We we love Winterfell, and it's already been kind of you know burned and and uh, messed up pretty um, pretty badly from Theon and his capturing of of, of Winterfell. So it would be kind of heartbreaking to see some of the places that we really like even Castle Rock which I don't like but to see that place go to ruin you know and to see some of these great kingdoms and keeps you know uh, be brought low would be you know really 
really inter- I mean, I don't know, that would that would hurt, you know, I think in a sense. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. So, uh the second theory, you know, what if John and Danny end up turning on each other? I actually think they're laying the groundwork for that, quite frankly. Yeah, um I can see it. I I really do. I thought, you know, you see Sam coming to him saying, you know, would you do that? Would you have killed my father and my and my brother, you know? And then uh we've even said earlier that maybe that's something Danny learns from, you know. But uh <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You've got Sansa, who's also trying to, you know, tell John like, I know what I'm talking about here. I've played this game and I know people. And even though we are fighting, you know, for the fate of Westeros, there are still other people who are looking to take advantage of this moment, you know, like Cersei and possibly Danny or whoever, you know, so Sansa's keeping an eye on on her. And I think Arya really respects her. For that, so there's there's definitely some rift or division between, you know, John, Danny, and Sansa and Arya, and I think Cersei would love that. So you know, and now Sam's coming, you know, with this whole piece to John. I feel like there's gonna be more that's going to, uh, let, let, let's say for example that Danny, you know, um, says to the uh, Kingslayer, you know, you're dead, hang him, take him outside and hang him, you know, and John has to step in and say like, that's hey, hold on. You know, that's not the way to rule. That's not the way to govern. And, uh, you know, that would be that would be interesting. It would be, be kind of a shocker, I think. So, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think there's de- I think there could definitely be a rift between John and Danny. I mean, when jo- when Daenerys finds out that John's the, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, has a has a better claim than she does. That's that could definitely cause a rift. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah, that, that would be huge. So we'll we'll see. I I really think, you know. I actually kind of want to see that a little bit. I mean, I, I love that they're that they're together. I there's going to be this, you know, like even at the very end here, there's going to be more fighting and there's going to be more vying for, you know, position. And I kind of feel like John is, is is the one who is in the right here. You know, we keep looking to John saying, "No, he's seen this enemy." You know, and and actually, what's what's crazy is that Danny has as well, and she does still seem to be playing the game of Thrones. And that, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I like that. You know, I like that John's just sort of like, it doesn't matter. I brought us allies. If I had to bend the knee, then I bend, then I bend the knee. We have to win. We have to live and survive. We can figure this all out later. And I don't get that same vibe from Danny. I wish that I did. And maybe that's what we're going to see next episode is her turning, you know, more into that leader. Because that's why people will look to John. And that's why they, they made him, they wanted him to be king. And they're all, you know, even, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Stark, Lyanna Stark, right? Or not? Um, what's Mormont, the little Mormont girl, right? Right. Uh, right. You know, she, she's Le- upset. Yeah, Le- Lyanna Mormont. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she, she's upset that he's not, you know, king of the north, and I named you king. Yeah. Well, you did, and your king made a kingly decision. You know, what I mean, he he went down and he did what what good kings do. You know, um, he did what was best for the realm. So, I mean, he can take up his crown again later. He knows that. Yeah, de- deal with it. Deal with. It. He's your king. You know, he's telling you what to do. So he said, hey, we're going to follow this queen for a while, all right? You know, maybe I'll have kids with her. Maybe I'll get married, you know? Maybe I'll make her my queen. So there, you know, there you go. But there's definitely a big rift forming, and I think that's going to be this other layer to it uh, on top of just the actual physical, you know, the you know person versus person conflict or, <laughs> you know, person versus uh, other slash white right. walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So so uh, Lady Tiffany uh, Chambers there. Thanks. Shout out to you. Really, really appreciate that, uh, Raven. I think we have another um, Raven here, kind of a bigger one. We'll 
we'll probably end with this one, uh, and we'll have a little discussion here at the end. Uh, Sir Matt and I okay. will. But this is uh, this is one that we found. Uh, intri- oh, actually, I'm sorry. We have two more. We have two more. Mm. Yeah, there we go. We, we have two more because this we have uh, uh, Lord Jason of, of of Cyprus here. He's he sent us um, a raven, which I will read here. We've got uh, pretty decent size. Um, so he says. Great listening to you guys. As always, wanted to send in what I thought uh, of the episode as well as what I think may happen moving forward. Uh, first off, I think the episode was really good, although it has received some criticism from fellow uh, Game of Thrones fans. I did think there were a few funny parts, especially when Bran keeps making these ominous statements such as the Night, King, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Night King has broken down the wall slash has your dragon uh, and is on the way. <laughs> And nobody really bothers to ask him follow up questions on these things, and know, just kind yeah. of yeah, like, right. Looks well, like, yeah, like la- like last season when it, when Sam meets you know Brand, yeah. he's like he's like he's like I'm the three eyed raven. He's like oh, you know, right. like okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, nothing's yeah, nothing said about it, right? Yeah, um, and he he goes on to say you know and they just kind of go about you know their business, what they're doing. There's no mention of it. So uh, he says also a thought about when the Night King killed the Umber Kid and put the arms all over the wall. Um, it's funny, it's funny, <laughs> to imagine the Night King and his people all standing around, uh, pasting these arms to the wall for an hour, and his followers all saying, uh, a little to the right, uh-huh. meanwhile the <laughs> Umber Kid screams in his ear as he's adjusting the arms uh, and scares the Night King as he forgot he brought him back to life already. Uh, that is a funny image, actually, to see these guys... You know, kind of. Nah, you know. no, you know, eh, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. Right there, right there. Yeah. Oh man, uh, he says. But more seriously, I can foresee a problem with Danny and somebody that John loves, whether that be a Stark family member, for instance. Sansa might continue uh, being uh, bitchy towards her, um, or betray her somehow, and Danny does not take that very well and wants to kill Sansa because nobody disobeys the Queen. Uh, this could put John in a very interesting situation to try to calm her down uh, or even have to reveal to her that he is the rightful heir to the throne and she needs to step down. Let's wow. go. Bend the knee. <laughs> uh, if this were to happen, she may have no choice but to try to kill him with her dragons, which could dis- which they could disobey her and try to burn him, but he is unable to be burned. That's cool because that kind of goes back with what someone else was saying earlier um, that he would be tried by fire uh, literally Um, so could yeah uh, could be a very interesting situation yeah Um, I could also see her wanting to kill Jamie but the John slash Tyrion slash you know um, uh, Bran don't want that and could see something go down with all that as well yeah that's kind of what I had just mentioned right we were talking about the fact that she is the way she governs you know Tyrion has seen issues with it and maybe elements of the madness or, you know, hints of the madness that was once at her father. Um, I have also, you know, read about the fact that Bron or that Bran uh, could be using ravens all over Winterfell to spy in on everyone's conversations so he knows everything that is going on with everyone. That's interesting. Uh, lastly, I have a question for you guys. If the Unsolid went up against the Golden Company, who would win that battle? I have found that very interesting. Uh, 20,000 gold uh, gold company soldiers with no elephants versus the unsolid, uh, which I believe they're about ten to fifteen thousand. Oh boy, that's a um, yeah. Let's answer that question first, sir, man. I mean, do we, what, what, you know, what do we think there? Who wins in a fight there? 
The Unsullied or the Golden Company? Uh, I'd have to say the Unsullied, man. I mean, we the Golden Company, we just know are kind of, I don't know. You know yeah, they're, it's, they're it's, notorious. It's, it's but, tough. They're no, they're notorious, but we've never seen them in action, and we have seen the right, unsullied, right. the unsullied in action. Yeah. And the unsullied uh-huh. are like a di- the un- it's the unsullied are like a different breed, though, right? Like, yeah. If you think about the di- the difference between like Spartans and Romans, you know, uh-huh. like yeah. Spartans are trained like from the get go, and that's what these unsullied are. These unsullied are trained for, like from the get go. Whereas all we really we just know that the the Golden Company are notorious and they're really good and they're sell swords, um, and you know they've never dishonored a contract, but right. we don't know you know the Unsullied we know a little bit more about. So I I would have to pick the Unsullied just because we know a little bit more about them. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're fearless and they seem to be more you know more disciplined and things. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that actually. Um, yeah, and I I, th- I think Grey Worm just not knowing you know who he is and seeing him in, in, in command is, I don't know, it's epic. So I got to go with the, even if they are underdogs, you know, I would, I would still go with them, I think for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question is, you know, also, do you think it's possible for the night King to be the mad King somehow, which would make Danny switch sides if she found out now that's interesting. I don't know what, what I think we've thought about in the past is that if the, if the night King does have the powers that we think he has, and, you know, the three-eyed um, Raven was trying to recruit individuals to come north of the wall to take his place, to, to you know, keep the Night King at bay. If, he, if, the, if the three-eyed Raven has that kind of power and the Night King has maybe a similar power, then he could be doing things like invading, you know, the Mad King's mind. He could be helping him, you know, grow mad and, go, and, and, and grow crazy. I don't think, though, that he's actually the, the you know, I don't, think the, I don't think the Night King is the Mad King, you know? Right. I think the only way I see, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a possibility that Bran influenced the Mad King, and then if you go into the Bran is the Night King theory, then yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't, I don't believe, yeah, I, I don't think that the Mad King is the Night King. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a situation where Danny would switch sides, though. You know, where she would fight with the Night King, um, and and you know, we keep looking at that Targaryen sigil and the shaping that he has of the. Of the bodies, I don't believe he's a Targaryen, but if he were, I could see that putting her, you know, in a in a bit of a pickle, um, because she really identifies with that name. I don't, th- you know, John. Mm-hmm. Even if John finds out that, that he's a Targaryen, he yeah, doesn't fully and, identify with that name, right? So. And even even Daenerys has, um, you know, like Daenerys tells her brother off, you know, towards towards sure. the end towards the end of his life, like you no, know, Drogo is the one who's going to take the throne. And I bear right. his, you know, I'm going to bear his child. So even then, it's kind of like, she's like, I don't want to just put the Targaryens on the throne. I want it. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see, yeah, I don't see her siding with the Night King in, in any situation. Yeah, it had to be some major twist. Some, we'd have to get which more is where, which is where I, which is where I do, I do think there could be that rift between her and John, right? Where sure. It's like, well, you know, but John's like, I don't want it. So right, right, exactly, yeah. Uh, another question here, and could the dragons be actual reincarnations of the people they were named after? Uh, meaning, John is actually writing his dad, and Danny is writing her husband. Um, wow, um, interesting. Yeah, I have seen. I there, there is something interesting about that, right? We, we talked about that before. Somebody sent us a raven uh, many mm-hmm. episodes ago. 
about uh, the significance of the naming of her dragons and like the prefix and suffixes of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if they're reincarnations of them, but everyone is dead by the time they are named. So that could maybe mm-hmm. that could be kind of cool. There is a big yeah. belief though, that um, the dragons kind of their spirit lives on as it goes further. And that um, Drogo is Balerion kind of reincarnated. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not so sure on the. Uh, it would be neat if there was some element or some characteristics, some some hint, but I don't think we need to know that. You know, I- I- explicitly. Um, yeah, I think it's good enough just to know. I mean, there's some some. You know, it's as she. Um, as oh, I'm sorry. As, as Lord Lord Jason goes on to say here, you know, her brother is dead and on the Night King's side, and you know, we don't really like, didn't really like her brother, and so kind of right. fitting that he would be the that would be the dragon that would get you know taken uh, by the Night King. So, yeah, okay. Um, all right, now I think we do have uh, just one more uh, Raven here. Um, I think this is from uh, Sir Flint Hutchinson, uh, Sir Flint of House Hutchinson. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's just, and, um, it's it's Sir Flint. Um, he 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 is he is known as the one true king, but I name him a false king. All right, mm-hmm. I name we'll, him we'll, a false. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> So, yeah, so let me let, can I read this one, sir? As well? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Okay, guys, I'll try to be brief, but I appear to be the only one who has figured this out. I know how the Night King um, would attack Winterfell even before season eight, episode one. Um, look to the trailers. Let me back it up before I expose the truth. Look to how the Night King is a showboat. He could have killed all of them at Hardhome. Instead, he shows off his power by raising the newly killed. He could have used those ice lances and picked off um, the North of the Wall group, which I've talked about before. He saved it for the dragon. A future theory, another time. You know, we'll get, we'll get there. He pegged uh, the boy to the wall. He is a show-off. So I asked these questions when we see the trailers and the change to the opening map. Why have we not seen detailed battling with the Whites? Why is it that all we see is the Black the back of the dead horse as they approach Winterfell look back on the season eight trailers. Big question. Who is the most uh, badass fighter who fears nothing and no one answer Arya Stark. She fears no one. So look to the trailers and ask why, what scared Arya? What is the one face of death that Arya couldn't face? Where is she when she is running scared? What is the name of one of those trailers? I answer it in reverse the crypts of Winterfell. She is running out of the crypts. Ned Stark. <laughs> the showman, the Night King, will not attack from the outside. He has the numbers, but no, uh, but nothing. No catapults or siege equipments. Where they, um, where they all accept the attack to, where they all expect the attack to come from. Uh, you know, when we see them looking out of the walls, he will raise all of the dead in the crypts of Winterfell. The attack will come within. That is why Arya is running scared. She will be alone in the crypts, paying respects to her dad just before the da- the battle. Then the Night King will raise him up. Ned's body will rise first and then put his own head uh, up to scream at Arya. She knows, you know, he was beheaded, but she didn't see it. This will freak her out. Maybe even her mother um, with the slit throat will rise next to her. She runs. Stop and think. Oh, shit. All of the crypts are rising. And there is one more dead in the uh, and there is more dead in the crypts than above. She is running top speed to tell them all to turn around and face the enemy from within. End of episode two. Episode three will be the longest battle. 
ending with the fall of Winterfell and the escape uh, to the Iron Islands, facilitated by Theon Greyjoy. Um, another proof that another proof is that in the crypts of Winterfell have been highlighted um, through all of the seasons. And the change of the new map goes down into the crypt. Why am I the only one who has figured this out? Because I, uh, Flint, uh, Anderson, Hutchinson, am the one true king. Now bend the knee, Valar Margulis. So <laughs> let me say two. Th- let me say two things. Yeah, go ahead. First of all, much like Mance Raider, we do not kneel. Come on. Okay. Come on. And sec. <laughs> and second of all, that's a pretty damn good theory. Yeah, okay. that's, that's pretty, pretty good. Damn good that's pretty good. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely gonna have to give this guy some credit. Yeah, you know that is true. The the there's definitely something going on in the crypts. They show it in the they show it in the trailer, yeah. or in the in the opening credits. We've seen it in all the seasons. It is highlighted. What is down there? Um, you know, the only thing the only the only thing I have about that is. He needs to raise the dead, right? So, mm-hmm. is you know the the crypts are huge, but to me it seems like it would be super easy to take over King's Landing, and I would have to imagine that the population of King's Landing is larger than the crypts of Winterfell, mm-hmm. and certainly on his on his march on his march down, um, unless yeah he believes that he's going to raise this dead army because maybe it's Jon Snow or possibly Daenerys. That's the bigger, that's the bigger enemy. We need to, we need to take care, take care of them. Yeah. Um, otherwise to me, it would make much more sense to just like, okay, we'll go get Winterfell later. Right. But maybe it's, yeah. or, or we're just going to take him out. Cause he's a showboat. That's what, that's where, that's where he's, he's going. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a really, really good point. Really, really good theory. And we're going to find out a little bit more in just a couple mm-hmm. of days, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there, I like the idea that there would be an enemy from within. I think that's really, that's really interesting. Uh, just to see everyone get that's what you wouldn't expect that, right? You're like, wait, what? They're, the enemy's outside. No, no, they're inside. You know, that would be a huge twist and a great way to kind of end uh, episode two. So I really did like that. Uh, I'm not sold on the whole, it being her father, but I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, I guess if he, you know, is, is down there, there was the, the whole bit about his bones being returned, you know, to Winterfell. Right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's, there, there is that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The, the, my, my other thing is like, I want to know more about the Night King and, and his power. Can he raise the dead anywhere? You know, like, are there other places that he stopped in when he, you know, was at, uh, up there by house Umber? Was he raising, Look, there were no bodies there, right? So as he killed, as he killed them, you know, uh, and as they slaughtered everyone there, he converted them, you know, and they became a part of the, you know, the army of the undead. But how long, you know, how how far back can he go and, and raise people from the the grave? You know what I mean? Um, is is sort of my question because Lord Adam Parker has brought this up right. before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, can he he's just brought... raise any? Can he just raise any skeleton anywhere? Yeah, that that that's my question. Is what what are the limits on his power there, you know, because if, if, uh, it does look, there is some evidence to suggest though, that the spirits, the, um, vengeful, whatever they may be spirits down in the crypts of Winterfell are being guarded by the iron door, um, kept in maybe by the iron door with the iron, you know, swords mm. across yeah, absolutely. their, their laps, you know? So there's, there is a lot going on there that might suggest that they're trying to, um, do things, help prevent, their ability to rise, you know. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's I think it's fascinating, and I I kind of feel like there may be another enemy within that 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 
could rise, or maybe they don't need to explain that. Maybe it's just like he was able to pick. The, there's some connection that he has to the crypts of Winterfell, and he's able to raise you know these individuals. There's something special and magical about that place. You know, I mean that could be, you know, the answer there. So, um, but yeah, it's really cool. It is really cool. And I, I there is there. Why is Arya you know so freaked out? Why is she you know running for her life? Um, she she fears nothing, but she looks afraid. You know, um, so. Yeah, although I will no. say, I will argue that she did look almost as afraid when she was, you know, facing um, what's her face at the house of, you know, black the and wave. white. I mean, yeah, right. when she when she first encounters her. Now, she right. def from that point forward after the fight, she really, you know, has held her own and has been epic. So, but yeah, I don't yeah. know, really cool, man. I really like it. So, um, appreciate all the ravens. I mean, you know, we we. <laughs> We have tons and tons more, uh, it, so we'll try to maybe do those, like, as I said, in musings or uh, come back to them. Maybe some of them are still relevant. We have some people who did predictions mm -hmm. on, like, the Absolutely. whole season. Yeah, mm -hmm. so if you did a prediction, Raven, and it kind of covers several episodes, we'll hold on. We'll, we'll try to bring that in next follow-up Friday. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, don't forget the trivia. Make sure you hit up the Facebook page and uh, and get in, you know, on that uh, on, our, on our giveaway. So, yeah. Absolutely. So... Woo! All right, man. Thank you guys so much. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and I look so forward to the the future the future weeks here. But it is time to say farewell. We want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing season eight, episode two. Yeah, uh, and, and thanks again to all of our new listeners. You know, uh, we've had some huge support from 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 our listeners. Some great reviews on iTunes and and what have you. So that that really does help the podcast, and we absolutely sincerely appreciate it. So. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember, the winter is coming.
What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.